Hi, this is Felix Chimeranyika, lead pastor of Kairos Christian Center in Lelonga, Malawi. I'm happy that you've joined us for the Kairos Lelonga podcast, and I believe God is going to inspire you and break you through into your kingdom destiny as you hear the word unpack. This is your Kairos moment, God's appointed season for your kingdom breakthrough. Galatians chapter 1, we're beginning a new series. Through uh, Galatians and we've just changed its name. And its name is now <laughs> the pure gospel. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Can somebody pick up Pastor Ambilike? Seems like today is the day that we want to preach. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The pure gospel. Amen. Galatians chapter 1. I beg your pardon. Just before we get there, I have a couple of announcements I was asked to, to share. Uh, all the sisters, all the sisters, the ladies in the house, uh, they're being reminded that there's a baby welcome today. It's at 2 p.m. at the church office, and it's for Chilongamo Steady. It's for Chilongamo Steady. Amen. So let's be there, ladies. Amen. Galatians chapter 1. Here's what Paul writes. Paul, an apostle, not from men, nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren who are with me, to the churches of Galatia, grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I marvel that you're turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to praise men? For if I still please men, I will not be a bondservant of Christ. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my co contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter. Remained with him 15 days, but I saw, but I saw none of the apostles of, those, of, of the other apostles except for James, the Lord's brother. Now concerning the things which I write to you, indeed, before God, I do not lie. Afterward, I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was unknown by face to the churches of Judea, who were in Christ. But they were hearing only, he who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy, and they glorified God in me. 
All men are like grass, and the glory like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God lives on forever. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place. Bring your revelation power into our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. The genuine gospel. I do not know if you have ever felt the disgust that comes with paying for something that you thought was something and then you find out it is not that thing. A couple of, of uh, weeks ago, we are going to Nzuzu. We got onto this bus and Pastor Funuayo bought some Coca-Cola. And I looked at that Coca-Cola I said, I don't think this is Coca-Cola. He said, no, this is Coca-Cola. I tested it. It was not Coca-Cola. It looked like Coca-Cola. It did not taste like Coca-Cola because it was not Coca-Cola. And I was disgusted because we lost money. We bought something that was not the real thing. Anything that is fake, especially when you've paid for it, is disgusting. That is why Paul is disgusted in this letter to the Galatians. He is really disgusted because what the Galatians have heard from other people is something short of the gospel. It's a gospel that has some additives to it. You see, if, if you're going to make fake Coca-Cola, I'm just assuming here, and I'm not trying to plant any ideas into anybody's mind, but I'm sure you must have some bit of Coca-Cola so that you can make the fake Coca-Cola. And so Paul understands there are some people that are going around bringing in a fake gospel that has enough of gospel so that it tastes like gospel. But it is not really gospel. Friend, it happened in Paul's time. It still happens today. And so the big issue becomes, what is the genuine gospel like? Well, for one, we know genuine gospel is liberating. It is liberating. The genuine gospel is liberating. But what are the, the things, the ingredients, the things that are part of this genuine gospel? Number one, the genuine gospel is Christ-centered. Or Christocentric, it's centered on Christ. Paul starts writing this letter. He says, Paul, verse 1, an apostle, not from men and through men, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. He says, this is Paul who's writing. Now, this is a letter. And so, you know, Paul is saying that, okay, this is me, Paul, who, who's writing. Remember, we have the address part when we were writing a letter. Exactly the very same thing. So Paul is saying, an apostle. What's an apostle? A sent one. Somebody who's commissioned to go and do something. So Paul is commissioned and he's telling us his commissioning is not from men. Now right there, right there. That's where you see the Milandu right there. That there are stories here. I mean, you, you, how can you just start 
an apostle. Not from men, but from God, from Christ, through Christ. He's got issues. There are things happening in these churches. And so he says, my apostleship is not from man. My apostleship is centered on Christ, whom he says, God raised from the dead. And he says, I'm writing this with all the brethren who are with me. Paul usually moved around with a group of other, other disciples. In fact, some of them are even called apostles. Barnabas is called an apostle in Acts 14, verse, uh, verse 14, actually. He says, I'm writing this with the brothers who are with me. I am an apostle from Christ, not from man. And he says, this is going to the churches in Galatia. The churches in Galatia. Now, these are churches in a region called Galatia. Now, commentators say that this is, not, this is uh, some say this is northern Galatia, some say this is southern Galatia. Well, if we go with what Acts is saying, probably this is about his, his, uh, his, his ministry to the churches in places like Antioch, Lystra, Iconium, and Derby. He's writing to those churches. Now, notice again, when Paul is writing in his other letters, like to the Ephesians, he says, to the saints who are in Ephesus. Uh, with these ones, he says to the Galatians. Oh, yeah, he's mad. He, he is mad to the Galatians. Not the saints, not the beloved, not the... Uh, just to the Galatians. And he says, grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. He does something that he does not do in most letters, especially in the very introduction of it. He preaches to them about Jesus. Listen to what he says. He says, verse 4, who gave himself for our sins, died that he might deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> Just in case you don't get it, you Galatians. I am about Jesus. And he explains the gospel. He says in verse 4, about Jesus Christ, that who gave himself for our sins. Please understand, the gospel is about us being sinners. And because we're sinners, we're supposed to pay the wages of sin. And the wages of sin has not been devalued, is still death. Still death. But, here's the good news. This Jesus Christ gave himself for our sins. So instead of me paying the price of sin, which is death, eternal separation from God, Jesus Christ did that for us. Those that have put their trust in him. The gospel is centered on Christ, on what Christ has done. Listen, the difference between Christianity and every other religion is that in Christianity, the founder of Christianity claims that he's God. 
He's not saying that there's a way to God. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes to the Father except they come through me. And how did he do that? He died for our sins on the cross. Says he died for our sins on the cross, number one. And then it says again in, in verse four, that he might deliver us from this present evil age. Hallelujah. Amen. He did a spiritual thing, took away my sins. But then even right now, he is still active in my life right now. He is still active in your life right now. And this is how Paul understands this world. He thinks of this world as the present evil age. In fact, in the next letter to the Ephesians, Paul explains that this world is under the power of Satan. The of the power of darkness. He is in control. And he says the age in which we're living in is an evil age. And he says we wrestle against principalities and powers, against spiritual strongholds. That's his understanding. And he says what has happened in Christ Jesus is that we have been delivered from this present evil age. Hallelujah. You see, this age is evil. The plane crash in Russia. Polish uh, president and everyone who was in there died. Do you know a whole nation, the, the leadership of a whole nation really has died? That's evil. They'll have to start elections again. Mudslides. Mudslides. Happening, I think it's in Brazil, is it? In Rio de Janeiro. Evil world. Evil world. The U.S. and the Soviet Union sitting down and saying, okay, let's cut down our nuclear weapons because we've got so much power that we can, we can kill ourselves over. We can destroy the world over 15 times. An evil age. Listen, if somebody got drunk and decided that today is the day I'm going to use my nuclear weapons, you know we can all be tossed. We can all die. The present evil age. And, and Paul is saying, this Jesus Christ has delivered us from it. We are in it, but he has delivered us in it, from it. If you're in Christ, you have been delivered from this world. Now, that doesn't mean that you say, you know, I really don't care about this role because I've been delivered. He has delivered you and left you down here for a purpose. Hallelujah. The gospel centered on Christ. Again, verse 4. Who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age. And he says, according to the will of our God and Father. <laughs> says all that is happening according to the will of our God the Father. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. When Jesus is doing what he is doing, he's doing it according to the will of the Father. Does that mean that Jesus is less than the Father? Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. You see, the Father, in fact, Jesus himself said, I and the Father are one. Thomas, you want to see the Father? <laughs> Look at me. 
We believe in the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And that in the Trinity, they have different roles. You see, it's this fallen mind that makes us think that when I sweep the floor, I am worse than the guy that signs the checks. We just have different roles. I don't have a lesser value based on my function. Very something. The Father can send the Son to go down and die for humanity. And then the Father and the Son together can send the Holy Spirit to bring about the kingdom purposes. It does not mean that they are unequal. They just have different jobs that they're doing. And so he preaches to them. He says, to whom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Please understand. The gospel we're talking about is the gospel that is centered, is a gospel that is centered on Christ, on the Christ event. If there is something that has totally forever changed the course of history, the Christ event. And the Christ event is at the center of the gospel, of this genuine gospel. So Paul points out, number one, that this gospel is Christocentric, is Christ-centered. Number two, Paul points out that this gospel is immutable, is unchangeable. It's unchangeable, it cannot be changed. No, there's no upgrade on it. <laughs> Hallelujah. What you got was the best version. There's no, you, want, you don't even have to go online to get an upgrade, a little bit of an uh-uh, uh-uh. What you got, what you have is as good as it gets. Hallelujah. So he says to them in verse 6, he says, I marvel that you're turning away so soon. Now, watch out again. He, here, here, here is another, another thing that tells us that Paul must be mad. Because usually, after he's done his address, he'll give thanks. In all his, of his letters, he'll give thanks. Most of his letters, he'll give thanks. Thanks be to God. Because we have heard of your faith, you know, and, 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 and your love in the gospel. Your love and your faith in the gospel. He says of the Ephesians, uh, with these guys, He's not giving God thanks for them. He says, I am amazed at you. I am amazed at you that you, you, you are turning away so soon from who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. I'm amazed that you're turning away. In fact, turning away is a military word that would speak of abandoning loyalty, deserting. He says, listen, you guys have actually deserted Jesus. That you're turning away from him. The gospel is a personal relationship. It's not holding on to just some facts, some doctrines. Uh, 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 uh. They are doctrines, but primarily, it's a relationship. 
And so he says, you guys are turning away from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. What is grace? Grace is something you're given free. In fact, you don't even deserve to be given that thing. But you're turning away from him who called you in the grace that is in Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel. You see, there were people that had come to the Galatian churches who were called the Judaizers, who were saying that, yes, you've been born again, but here's what you should do, you Gentiles. You must also be circumcised. You must also be observing the Jewish laws. Because if you do not do that, then you know you're not truly saved. And Paul is saying, ah, the gospel you heard is a gospel of grace. It's a gospel of grace. You do not do anything to save yourself or to contribute to your salvation. That's what grace is. Do you know your only contribution? Your sin. That's really your contribution and my contribution to our salvation. <laughs> our sin. Our sin made us to come at a point where we needed the salvation of God. Hallelujah. He says, listen to this. Verse 7. But there are some who trouble and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. They were causing trouble. They were causing distress in the church. Do you know? I don't know if you've been in the church long enough, but sometimes there's some doctrines that come along and they get people all worked out because now they're thinking, am I really saved or not saved? There's a time. There was a whole controversy about, you know, uh, can a believer uh, be demonized, demon-possessed. And, you know, people that were saved felt like, no, but if I have a, a, a demon or it's dwelling in me, then it, it means I'm not saved. And I'm sure there were people that were preaching that if, you know, if you, if you have a, a, a demon influence on you, it means that you are not Christian. You can get troubled, isn't it? That I put my trust in this. I thought, I thought I'm saved. And then I hear that, you know, because I have this thing, then, then, then I'm not saved. There are some who are causing trouble. And he says, listen, those people are perverting the gospel of Christ. They are perverting it. They are changing it to another gospel. You know, it still happens today. Oh, people still add on something to the gospel. You know, if you're truly born again, you must be tithing. Hmm, you should tithe. If you're born again. Oh, if you're born again, you should be speaking in tongues. Ah, that one. No. No, no, no. Being born again is grace. Tithing 
If you don't tithe, you're just being disobedient. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to go to heaven. Really? Really? Should you tithe? Yes, you should tithe. You should be a responsible Christian. You should support the work of God. But if you do not support the work of God, does that mean you're going to hell? No, you're not. That is if you're truly born again. You could just be immature. Yeah, because if you're immature, you know, you're still growing in your love for Christ. And so you don't really understand the whole element of sacrifice. You don't understand that all that you have is really his. And so you hold some things to yourself. Yeah, kids do that. Isn't it? They want to grab onto anything. My child grabs my phone, takes it away from me. It's not his phone. He can't even make a phone. And then he throws it. He hasn't even paid for it. Child, kid. Some Christians are like that. But it doesn't mean they're not Christians. And it doesn't mean we should be saying that if you don't do such such a thing, then you're going to hell. Uh-uh. Let's not pervert the gospel. There are perversions of the gospel happening today. To the extent that a lot of people think that to be a Christian, you, you must tithe. To be a Christian, you must do all these things. And so other people think that just because they're tithing, then they're Christians. Oh, no, you're not. You are not. You are not. You can give everything you have to the church. But if you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior and have entered in by grace, you are not saved. Waste of money. In fact, thank you for returning the money to God. Because everything is his, isn't it? Listen to this. It says, in verse 8, But even if we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Paul is saying, listen, <laughs> this gospel is a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing. Because if I, Paul, come around again and start telling you something different from that which I preached to you before, I should be cursed. Not cursed by men. Cursed by God. And he says, listen, even if it's an angel, you got some people going around nowadays. I heard, I heard an angel came to me. He spoke to me. And he said, you should do such, such a thing. Go and get that 12-year-old girl. Bring her into your house. She should be recording your revelations. Yeah, nonsense, you're lying. That's not from God. But here's the problem. Church people, you know, and that's what Paul says, eh? Who has bewitched you, you foolish Galatians? And that is what is happening today, you know? Because people are not centered on the gospel. Any fool calling himself a prophet or an apostle can say some crazy weird things and they'll follow. I mean, some stupid things, you're like, come on, you, were you high on drugs? Do you drink? Obviously, you don't drink because you go to church, but what is wrong with you? Probably that's why Paul is saying, who has bewitched you? 
But there are perversions of the gospel, friends. There are perversions. There are additions. And if you look at those perversions, they are there so that somebody can get more money. I really think when people walk into a church, they leave their brains outside the door. I tell you, they can be told all sorts of things. And yet these are educated people. You know what Paul is saying? The word, the gospel, is the final judge on everything. So he says, even I, Paul, an apostle, not from men, from Christ, if I'm to come back to you and give you a different gospel, don't listen to me. In fact, not only mustn't you listen to me, but I'm cursed. Listen. As we have said before, verse 9. So now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you, then what you have received, let it be a curse. <laughs> this is very strong language, man. Now I can just imagine Paul wanting to get to that church and bring the leaders there and say, listen, I, I, I want to tell you these things. Can, can you grab hold of this truth? Do you know today, we put people above the word? Oh, yeah. You know, the apostle cannot be wrong. Uh, professor, doctor, apostle. Professor, Apostle will, will be wrong. In fact, apostle sometimes has got his own crazy apostolic ideas. Paul writes, he says, listen, it is better that you do not marry. But this is what I'm saying, not the Lord. I say, Paul, you're crazy. You don't want to get married. <laughs> That's for you. Thank you very much. But you see, he understands. There are some things that are coming from God and other things that are my opinion. Nothing wrong to have your opinion, but don't make it come across as if it is from God. Do not usurp the authority of God. So he says, for do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. Know what he's saying? There are other people that are saying that I'm, I'm saying that the Gentiles should not be circumcised because I'm trying to please the Gentiles. You see, the Judaizers loved a hard Christianity. <laughs> you know, there's some people like that, eh? If, we, if, if they had their way, We'll be fasting from January 1st to but December 31st. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If they had their way, you would not go to the lake. It's an evil. Even though God created the lake. Ah, ah, ah. Don't you know, friend? We must go through, we must enter the kingdom through much tribulation and suffering. What were you doing? What were you doing at Cafe Delight? Don't you know that is worldly? You're laughing, eh? 
I was talking to somebody, and he was just telling me about a certain prophet that, you know, he had heard the gospel from. And he said this prophet in Blanta in the 70s, used to say, if we're going to pray, if you're fasting and praying, you should not take a shower. Do you know there was a time to put on jeans like that? It was you, you were like a sinner. Amongst born again people. Dreadlocks, brother Moto. You, 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 you can't be saved. Ah, no. Oh, no. What are we doing? We are adding on to the gospel. The gospel is about liberation. It's about freedom. God looks at the inside. He doesn't look at the outside. So they thought he was compromising. Uh -uh. He's saying, I'm not compromising. I'm not pleasing men. I'm here to please God. And in actual fact, if he was pleasing men, these Judaizers, he was not pleasing, obviously. So probably Paul should have been playing both teams, isn't it? Not the Gentiles, and then, you know, the Jews. And we see an apostolic foolishness, foolishness in chapter 2. Because there's an apostle who actually does that. With the Gentiles, he eats with them. And then when the brothers from Jerusalem come, starts eating with only the Jews. Oh, oh listen. This gospel is a no-compromise gospel. It is a no-compromise gospel. It is a gospel that is unchangeable. Do you know, in Revelation, it speaks of the bearers of the eternal gospel. Eternal gospel. Do you know, the Bible says, Jesus Christ was the Lamb of God who was slain before the creation of the world. In other words, this was drafted by God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in their divine counsel. They said, okay, we'll do the gospel. Who are you to come around and change it? It is an unchangeable gospel. It is Christocentric. It is unchangeable or immutable. Number three, it is revelational. Revelational. The gospel is about revelation. Listen to this. It says in verse 11, But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. Now, please understand here, Paul has these people that he's answering, these Judaizers, that are saying probably, Paul, who's Paul? He's not even part of the 12. Paul, he's not even based in Jerusalem. And probably he, he, he came in so much later in the game anyway. Because he wasn't there during the time of Christ. And even the day of Pentecost, he was not even there. He was actually persecuting us. 
And so probably this Paul just heard this stuff from somebody, just got half the story, and he's running with half the story. And so Paul is trying to defend his apostolic authority and his doctrine. And so he, he, he starts narrating his story. And so he says again, verse 11, But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. Revelation. Revelation. What is revelation? Revelation is something that was hidden that is now seen. That's what revelation is. You know, something can be there. Like there's something in my pocket right now that is hidden from you. So here's the revelation. What is Paul saying? He's not saying that my phone is a revelation, obviously. But here's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, this gospel I'm preaching is something that was revealed to me by God. The gospel is a revelation. Oh, yes. You heard the gospel. When you heard the gospel, probably you were not by yourself. Probably there were other people around you too. Probably. But how come it was just you or just a few of you that received the gospel? You got the revelation. The others did not get the revelation. How come? You heard it so many times, but you never gave your life the very first time. What happened? The revelation did not come to you. Only when it came to you, did you now start to move in it. And so he says, listen, this thing, this gospel I preach is by revelation. May I say this? Everything you'll ever do in God, you will do by revelation. Mm-hmm. Any, any movements forward in your faith will have to be by revelation. Not by sight, but by revelation. And so Paul says in verse 13, and starts giving proof now of this source of the revelation. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism. How I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. Now, if there's proof that Christianity is real, I mean, is when you can get the guy that is killing the Christians to start preaching the gospel more than the Christians. I mean, Paul is proof that this is real. <laughs> so he reminds him about his story that you have heard of my former conduct. Acts chapter 7, Stephen. Acts chapter 8, rather. In fact, chapter 7, yes. Stephen, the first Christian matter, gets killed gets killed, and the people that are stoning him 
keep their clothes with Paul. <laughs> Paul is on the way to Damascus from Jerusalem. Has gotten some letters from the authorities in Jerusalem that when he gets to Damascus, he should round up all the Christians and take them to Jerusalem. Not for a party. Not for a party. Very simple. He says, you heard of my former conduct, how I persecuted the church and, and how I tried to destroy it. <laughs> the church can never be destroyed. Please understand that one. The church can never be destroyed. The Soviet Union said we are an atheist nation. And, you know, we, we, we don't want Christianity at all. <laughs> there are big churches now there. <laughs> Albania, communist country, totally banned Christianity. I tell you today, oh, there's some hardcore gospel preaching churches there. Mm, you, you can't destroy it. Oh, Jesus told Peter, <laughs> when Peter had the revelation that Jesus Christ is the, he's, or Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He says, you are Peter. On this rock I'll build my church. You know, and I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And the gates of hell will not prevail. The church, friend. Hey, you know, we can come in here, gather in this place, look at each other, and say, oh, you know, it's a church of 20-something people, 20-something-year-olds, uh, and young people. Ah, this is the church. It doesn't matter the age. It's the church. can never be destroyed. If we're standing on the word, standing on the truth of the word of God, I tell you, what God has said is going to happen will happen. You cannot destroy the church. Paul says, you, you know, you know, you know the way I tried to persecute the church and tried to destroy it. And he says again in verse 14, and I advanced in Judaism beyond all my contemporaries. When he's writing to the Philippian church in, in chapter 2 of Philippians, chapter 3 of Philippians, Paul says that, listen, <laughs> I, 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 I'm a Jew of Jews of the tribe of Benjamin. I was, I was circumcised on the eighth day, <laughs> not like the others that joined in later on the eighth day I was circumcised and concerning zeal a Pharisee we also know about Paul that he studied under Gamaliel one of the foremost Jewish theologians of the day Paul studied under this guy he advanced probably Paul Paul had been teaching at some university in today's age. Oh, yeah. And he says, you know how I advanced in Judaism more than all my contemporaries. Listen, this person that's so advanced in things that were anti-Christ in a sense gets a revelation. And that's how he becomes a follower of Christ. Let's understand this. Christianity, the genuine gospel, is about revelation. No revelation, no moving forward. In fact, not, ev not even coming into the faith.
Thank you for listening to the Kairos Lolongwe podcast. I trust you've been blessed. Please do us a favor and share this podcast with friends on Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp, and whatever social media you're on. May the Lord break you through into your kingdom destiny. Blessings.